Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, so next up, we are going to get into some sports movies, rankings, discussions. I wanted to let you all know that with home security, there are two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's a traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of Cena Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home, outdoor cameras, and doorbells alert anyone approaching your home, and entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard the inside. And you barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set this system up all by yourself. It takes about 30 minutes to an hour, and there's de- absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice, 24-7. It's only 50 cents a day with no contract, and it's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today, and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. But first, I got to throw it back to my man, Jackson. This is for you, man. <laughs> That's a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it is. It is. But I had to get the the, clan, the can pop, crack, whatever like you want to call it. I like it. how y'all both left the room while I read the ad. <laughs> I'm very just, encouraging. I'm, I was pretty proud of myself for getting back before it was over. I, I, I got back sooner than I thought but I wasn't going very far. Anyways, we'll all right. talk that slow. <laughs> all right, so we're going to do some quick sports movies the, the discussion. Mag- the magic of podcasting. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain, y'all. You don't, all three of us don't have to be sitting here at the same time. Um, anyway, so we're going to start off. We're going to go through a handful of movies uh, based, I guess, grouped in sports. Uh, make sure you let me know. If I left off a movie, we're going to go football, baseball, basketball, boxing, golf, and then others. Obviously, with six categories, we got to go pretty quickly. So, football. <laughs> Why? I, you know, we have I, 40, we have forty-five minutes, and we'll still be shorter than last week's podcast. I guess that's true. <laughs> so, I, I'm not sure where to start with like serious or comedy. I'm just going to run through the list I put together. Um, the football. Be, yeah, we're we're start with football. The other thing I want to let okay. you know, if there were multiple movies in a franchise, so like one, two, three, whatever, I, I'm including the entire thing. But I I am doubling up if it was a remake. 
So the longest okay. yard is on here twice because there were two, but not like a sequel. Okay. okay. So any given Sunday, the replacements, remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights, The Express, Blindside, Rudy, Longest Yard from 74, then Longest Yard with, um, what's his name? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. We are Marshall. North Dallas 40. It's not a, a movie I'd actually seen or heard from, so I'll, I'll ask you guys if you've seen it. If not, we'll just take it off. No. no. All right. Jerry, I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Yeah, me too. Jerry Maguire. And I, and I have not seen the original Longest Yard. Does Jerry Maguire count as a sports movie? Right. That's a rom-com. I'm out on that. All right, all right. That, that, Renee, that is Zellweger's in that. I'll take it off. All right. The most memorable part of that movie is the kid saying the human head weighs eight pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the show me the money's probably show me the money's up there, and then who's coming with me? That's up there. All right. All right. I got ants, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I took it off. Um, we are Marshall Draft Day, Gridiron Gang, The Express. Radio, Slaughter Rule, Varsity Blues, Little Giants, Necessary Roughness, and Waterboy. I'm glad you really like <laughs> curated a list for us that we could yeah. really work through. <laughs> Thanks for going to IMDb and just Googling football movies. Well, so the copy pasting the whole thing. This is not all the football movies. How many movies? There's like 25 movies. There's 18. All right, let's 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 not go let's not go crazy. Okay. All right, so f- from those. Are there any that stick out immediately as as your your go to your, your your favorites? So, okay, so I'll preface this: my opinions are colored because I listen to sometimes the Dave Campbell's Texas Football their podcast, and uh, which is fun and worth a listen. And right now, filling time, they're doing movie watches as a group and coming back and doing like review episodes. So they've done three of those, uh, but I'll say that. Um, I need to hear the list again, but um, was Necessary Roughness on there? Yes. So that's one of the worst sports movies I've ever seen. It's not even campy. It's so terrible. So I'm good with pulling that one off. It's awful. Okay. Sinbad's not not even funny in it. It's terrible. (laughs) I've never seen the original Longest Yard, and I saw the Adam Sandler one in the theater, and it's totally forgettable for me, so I'm out on that. So the original Longest Yard is... It's pretty uh it's grisly. It's not funny. No, it's 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 more intense than, than you would think cuz I I I saw the new one first obviously because I wasn't around in 74 when that movie was popular. So I saw the the one from I saw Adam Sandler's version and my stepdad was just cracking up. He's like I was like what what's so funny about this movie? He's like oh, I'm just thinking about the original. And I was like, "Oh, I have to see the original now." The original is not funny. It's it's pretty brutal. It's <laughs> you, you can tell where Longest Yard took the original and made it into a comedy and dropped the R rating. Um, but read your read your list again. All right, please. any given Sunday, replacements. Remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights, The Express, Blindside, Rudy, Long Longest Yard, We Are Marshall, Draft Day, Gridiron Gang, The Express, Radio, Slaughter Rule, Varsity Blues. Little Giants, Waterboy. What's there's some Slaughter of those, Rule? Yeah, there's some of those I never saw. I, I never saw Radio. I know which one that is with Cuba Gooding Jr., Ed Harris, Ra- I think. Radio made, radio made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I could see, Blindside made me uncomfortable, <laughs> especially on <laughs> other views now. I, I, I'm out on it. 
I, I think that's kind of just that's not really a I don't know what that is. That's like Let, a let's just roll down the list and talk about what we think about them. Any given and then Sunday, we could, we'll, we'll end up with a ranking. Okay. Uh, I remember it being you know I watchable, and there's way too much male frontal nudity for my taste. <laughs> the thing that stuck out with me was when the dude's eye popped out. <laughs> was that the one with uh, Dennis? Not is it Dennis Quaid? No, no, it's Al Pacino. Crap. Gives- there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. No, no, no. No, Yeah, he's the quarterback that's... He's like the veteran quarterback that uh, Freddie Beeman replaces. Dennis Quaid was? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched that in like 15 years. Yeah, Al Pacino's the coach. Cameron yeah. Diaz. That's probably this is a weird. Probably the the most smoking Cameron Diaz ever looked was randomly in that movie. Nice. Yes, because she was the owner's daughter, and she knew it. You know, everybody thought, oh, well, she doesn't know anything about football, but she knew a ton about football. So Dennis Quaid, yeah. but anyway, was the 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 guy you're, you're thinking of? He was yeah. basically the Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> <laughs> He was the Drew Bledsoe of the movie because uh, he got kind of hurt. And um, uh, what's his name? Smoking. What do you call it? He had a like, Freddie Beeman had like a he had a rap video. It, it's a great movie. I like it. Any given Sunday is great. Next. The Replacements. Love The Replacements. Love Beautiful movie. Great yep. movie. Ridiculous. Hilarious. Everything you need it to be stupid. I mean, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Gene Hackman's in it like randomly. <laughs> well, I he's, love the replacements. He's, he's I've seen like it a, many times. Gene Footsteps, Hackman elevates Footsteps Falco. Movie. Footsteps Falco finds his way into my radio call sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my, one of my favorite quotes from that movie actually is so they're one of the first games they're playing together, and he calls a running play, and the two brother like the twin linemen is like, is that to the left or the right? And they're bickering. Yeah. And then Falco's like, it's to the left. And like the other, goes, and the other team like, hears him. Like, Shane, you, you, the other team's going to hear us, man. <laughs> I like when the guy eats all the eggs before the game. And then he the throws up wrestler. in the huddle. Yeah, that's good. That's good times. <laughs> then the, the, the wiry. Someone's, uh, whoever I'm, the guy that's. I'm wiry. I'm wiry. Just like I'm not puts a, a cigarette dick. out. I'm Welsh. Is he smoking on the field? <laughs> you want the ball? I got the ball. You want the- That's great. I, I John love Favreau. So yeah. dumb. So dumb. Yeah. So- and the and the girl is the girl's attractive. The the cheerleader girl or whatever. And oh. then they get all the strippers. That's hilarious. 
Uh, oh, that's right. Because of to course, to see cheerleaders the, too. Even to see the cheerleader tryout is is funny too. I, I thought oh, it was I forgot great. about that. Uh, the yeah. okay, let's let's go let's go ahead and call this right now, Spencer. That this is probably going to be football movie only podcast. <laughs> as many as you broke down in the list. And if we're going to go, we've got like sixty one. more movies. Let's let's get moving, guys. All right, let's go. Come on. All right. Uh, remember the Titans, classic for me. It, it's up there. One of the best football movies. One of the worst, like on-field football. Terrible on-field football. Yes. And remember the Titans, but great, but great flick. And yeah. also, disappointingly, completely not true to, to history at all. Not even a little bit. No, I mean, other than they won, like nothing true. They'd been they'd been integrated for like three years. Nothing, none of that had ever happened. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of that was, was Gettysburg uh, did not happen. <laughs> but hey, let's, let's not let the facts get in the way of a good story, right? It really is a good movie. It's a it's a enjoyable movie. Yeah, for sure. Classic. Friday Night Lights. I'm I'm a big fan of this. I don't. I, it may be just regional bias here, just even being in Texas and seeing some f- familiar names. Um, that one w- w- was pretty far up there for me as well. Never I seen think it. it's, I think Friday Night Lights, the movie, oh, I hate you. <laughs> I think Friday Night Lights, the movie is the best, is, is truly one of the best football movies. And it is probably the best on field football action in a movie. So well done, like the actual football that happens. It's not like sped up and zoomed in really far so you can't tell what's going on or slowed down or whatever. It was really pretty well done. Not perfectly true to history, but reasonable. And I know um, a really good guy. I know uh, Coach Gary Gaines' son who was on that team, and I read the book last year. And so we've had some conversations about kind of that whole thing, and there's just so much to it, you know. But I I thought it was cool. I thought it was a, a kind of a celebration of football in texas even though there were some ugly spots and uh i think it was really well done and i love the i love the show too but i think the movie just high quality yeah yeah i've, I've seen the entire show but somehow never saw the movie that's pretty it, good it that's wasn't great. like a it, yeah it wasn't a, a conscious decision it just hasn't happened has a great you want to win, soundtrack put too. movie in <laughs> um have either of you seen the express is that the one Wait, which no. one is that? That's uh, Jim Brown, I believe. Yeah, I actually watched that last year, and I thought it was really good. No, not, sorry. not earth-shattering, not the best ever. Ernie it, Davis. No, it was the, yeah, Ernie Davis. Yeah, it's it's well, Jim Brown's in it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a great movie, but not one that I'm going to go back to all the time. All right, so we'll skip over the blind side then. Yeah? I I like the blind side. It's fine. But I, 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 not really I, a football movie. No. It's a yeah, I mean Tim McGraw is in it. Well, so is Tommy Tuberville. Tim Tim McGraw's in Friday Night Lights, and he's fantastic. Yeah, okay. I have seen some online clips of that. He he lets see he shows his true baldness. It's fantastic. And, and yeah, he's a bad dad, and he's good. Yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of reminds me of how awesome Dwight Yoakam was in Sling Blade, which I'm getting on a tangent now. <laughs> but Dwight Yoakam was fantastic in Sling Blade. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think. I don't know. I didn't like how it portrayed Michael Orr. It just kind of made him look like a big dumb idiot. Yeah. And I think Michael Orr hated that. And why wouldn't you? Because yeah. he's not a big dumb idiot. And I don't know. That that Be, movie just kind of saved made the being wrong saved way. by the great white hope. Yeah. I, yeah. It wasn't by the great favorite. by the great blonde of the of the Midwest. <laughs> or the Southeast, I guess, really. All right, let's roll. What's next? Waterboy. 
So I saw the water boy in the theater in San Antonio when I was a kid. And it is, it is ridiculous and awesome still, even to it, this day. It's one of my favorite sports movies, period, because it's, it's one of the most rewatchable ones. It's, it's so ridiculous. It's so dumb. Kathy Bates, one of the greatest actresses <laughs> of our times plays his mother. Yeah. And she has that ridiculous she's crazy. Oh, she's, she just leans into it so hard and she just <laughs> nails it. I, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, just I don't know where I am. <laughs> yeah. I don't. It just the the whole. You've got you've got freaking the snowman. You've got Jerry Reed in a movie playing a coach. I, I just love it. I, I love the Water Boy. Huge fan. And uh, I I think you know the football stuff was pretty. They and filmed it pretty well, but they they filmed the big hits really well. And they, remember they, that? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That time Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the Bulldogs <laughs> won the Bourbon Bowl. I, I think that – so for me, being a broadcaster, some of that stuff like matters in a movie. Friday Night Lights did a really good job incorporating the play-by-play and incorporating like the radio program in the town. You know, like people calling in and talking about what coaches make and whatever. So that stuff was good in Friday Night Lights and, and it's iconic in – it's. I mean, it's young. It's young. What? It's Fowler, isn't it? I mean, there's some, there's some young, well-known broadcasters in the Waterboy, and I mean, the last game of the season can't hold anything <laughs> back. Bit. I mean, that everybody says that. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stays. <laughs> that stays with it. It's. We know. We know. We know. We <laughs> know. Okay. So next up is Rudy. Yeah. So I love Rudy. I've always. It, I think it's great. I love the whole dad relationship. Um, I think he does a good job in it. I think it's an, int- I want to watch, there's a documentary on Amazon prime. I haven't watched about the real deal. Um, I think there's one thing that ruins that movie for me. And I, I always think of it because he comes up in GIF searches all the time when I'm looking for a clapping GIF, when the guy, like when he does that horrible clap, when Rudy gets his sack or whatever, it gets his moment. And I'm like, we well, just ruined everything. Who does that? Who claps like that? That's crazy. The other thing that ruins it for me is uh, Sean Astin's five foot seven. <laughs> I mean, he would get pancaked by the five foot eight guy on the other team. I also love at this point in time and where everything is in the Marvel universe that John Favreau is the friend wearing the fur coat in that movie. You know, that's his buddy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all about John Favreau. Dude's awesome. Y'all should check out Chef. I was trying to sell that to everybody in the Slack chat. Everybody listening, check out Chef Show on Netflix. Okay, next movie, sorry. So we've kind of already talked about The Longest Yard. Is there anything else you guys want to add to that? Nope, nope. don't remember it. We Are Marshall with Matthew I liked We Are Marshall. I think that We Are Marshall, it came out right after Lost or like during Lost. Yeah, because Matthew that- Fox, yeah. I think he was in that for that sole reason is like he had that he had that lost bump going on. I thought they did a good job with some of the emotion. I thought Matthew McConaughey was really good doing something different, like not just taking his shirt off, especially at that time in his career. But and, and I love the president. That was my favorite part of the movie. The president guy like fighting for them, standing out in the rain, trying to get the freshman eligible to play against the NCAA, all that kind of stuff. I thought it was good. I thought it was cool seeing the Bobby Bowden portrayed and just giving him all his film and letting him, letting him do whatever they needed to do kind of stuff. I thought there were some really good moments in it. I mean, it's not one I go back to all the time, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Draft day. So this is one that I saw, uh, maybe just a few years ago. It was a couple years after it came out. Um, but one, yes, 
apparently it's filled with inaccuracies. It's not at all how this would go, but like it was really entertaining to watch. Um, it's not like a, a football action type of football movie, but it's showing like the draft and getting ready and how GMs and scouts work to build the team. Um, another Kevin Costner sports movie. If you like pulled up this list and like he'd be on half this, these movies, uh, he and um, Will Ferrell probably show up the most on, on this list. <laughs> I mean, but I, enjoy I love one. Kevin. I love Kevin Costner and draft day is one of those movies that I'm, you're almost guaranteed it's on when you walk into a hotel room and turn on the hotel TV. And I'm always up to watch draft day in a hotel. I think it's just entertaining. It's fun. You love seeing it all kind of come together at the end. I, I mean, it's not one of my top football movies ever, but it's a fun movie to watch. Have you seen it, Michael? I have, I have not seen draft day. Oh, it's good. Costner. Gridiron gang. The rock is a, he's a coach for like a, at risk boys group football team. Nope. No, no. Okay. Yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. seen that one either. Uh, we should have worked on this list beforehand. That was my fault. Varsity I said Blues? no. Let's do it on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Two more varsity blues. <laughs> Hell yeah! Ridiculous. <laughs> varsity blues and, and Waterboy are like my two favorite football movies. <laughs> that's it. That's that's what I need out of a football movie. I. Just craziness, uh, you know. Varsity Blues, as crazy as it was, it still did a decent job of capturing parts of small town football. It really did. I mean, I yeah. know that it's it's a it's a caricature of it as well, but there are some certain instances of it. You know, the pep rallies in particular, and certain things about you know, the signs in the yard and all that. I'm like, well, I, I mean. Know. Maybe our signs weren't that big, but we had them. (laughs) Me and Michael are from small towns. We went to high school with all of those guys. Yes. Every single one of them. Everyone's like, everyone's thinking who, who they thought tweeter was right now. You know, the tweeter of our high school was such and such or so-and-so, you know, so it was, (laughs) it, it really, it, it's as crazy as it was, it did capture some accuracies of it. And then, um, gosh, it's just fun to watch. And the sound soundtrack is great. I, yeah. I don't it's want your life. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you've basically yeah. got Dale Gribble as a dad. That's <laughs> it's it's a beautiful movie. I'm, I'm all in on it. And and I mean, you get um, I'm completely uh, John Voight. I believe ask Oscar nominated John. I'm just going to say that. I don't know if he was nominated for not. <laughs> he was not also right. an anaconda. So let's not give him too much credit. Ro- but Rosewood. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, um, I love that movie. It's a great movie. Just kind of like I, I love that movie as much as Billy Bob loved that dog, which was a pig. I know. <laughs> All right, last one up is Little Giants. I've never. I, if if I saw it, it was on one of those days in school when it was playing. I I never actually sat down and watched it. I just remember Annexation of Puerto Rico. Just because I watched it a few years it. ago. I mean, annexation of Puerto Rico is basically a fumble ruski. Who who uses a fumble ruski on the bowl, on the goal line to win? I mean, that's crazy. But well, we just got to talk about a movie that used the oop de oop, oop de oop, oop de f and oop. <laughs> While he's reading Kurt Vonnegut on the sideline, is that the so, one where I run around like a, and I look lost? Okay, sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, they steal a cop car. So 
Little Giants, I mean, it's just a pure kid movie. So, like, it has some faults, but I think they're they're good in it. Like, Rick Moranis is good in it. Uh, Ed O'Neill's good in it. And I love you love the John Madden and some of the players cameo. I mean, that's fun. Yeah. So, I'm not going to go back and, like, as an adult, I want to watch it all the time. But it was a fun kid movie. All right. So, we're, we've whittled the list down to 12. Oh, did we? Or 13. Look at us. Yeah. All right, so, so now what? <laughs> uh, I do have one more. I don't have to add it, but one that I always enjoy was Junction Boys, the ESPN one that they made. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. So it was about uh, it was about uh, Bear Bryant Bear taking Bryant, yeah. taking A&M to Junction. So the Texas Tech campus in Junction used to be owned by A&M, and Bear Bryant took his football team there. It was like, what, 57, 58, something like that, and just put them through absolute hell. Like one guy literally broke his back and continued to practice, you know, and they were like in this, you know, horrible fields with the giant, the giant sticker burrs and all that kind of stuff, you know, no water and this, you know, old mentality. And a lot of the movie is about him going back to a reunion and worried about what they're going to think of him. And it's played by, uh, uh, I'm going to blank Berenger. Oh, Tom Berenger. Yeah. Tom Berenger. Yeah. He plays Bear Bryant, like Bear Bryant in the 80s. You know, I just thought it was, I thought it was a, a cool, that was back when ESPN was just starting to do that stuff. Like they'd done uh, the, the night, the Bob Knight one, and they did the Junction Boys. And I mean, it's not groundbreaking cinema, but I thought it was a cool kind of glimpse into old school, hard nosed football. And it's a place that's now part of Texas Tech. And I went there for Red Raider camp. So that was kind of neat. I haven't seen it. I'll have to add it, add it to my list. Add it to the list. Okay, so after going through football, we're going to go through one more sport. Um, and it's going to have to be... Oh, that's smart. Has, I want it all. Well, it depends on how quickly we can get through the 20 or so movies I've got listed for baseball. <sighs> so this was this one was harder for me to whittle down because like I loved all these movies. You whittled it down? Wait, wait. Are we going to rank football? Like for me... I'll say that Friday Night Lights is probably my top football movie. I love the replacements. I love Friday Night Lights for a quality standpoint. Replacements because it's funny. Waterboy, funny. Saw it in the theater. Rudy's, you know, there. I'm good with it. There's not a. I just don't think football Remember makes great movies. The the pacing of of the pacing of baseball makes way better movies, in my opinion. Yes. Yes, and you can mask a lot of athleticism athleticism deficiencies filming baseball you know yeah, as, they're not as athletes they're baseball players <laughs> hey i didn't say that <laughs> no the ba- no who said that john crook <laughs> he's i'm not an athlete i'm a professional baseball player <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's where i'm at on that kind of stuff there's nothing popping into my head that we're like egregiously leaving out but yeah i, I do i do it's it's kind of crazy i know it's regional but friday night lights really is a real a very good baseball or a football movie I've got to see that. I, I'll try to do that during COVID. Try to see Billy Bob Thornton because I love that kid. Is it Josh Lucas? Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's what's his name the the kid that played the quarterback or oh no that's not, not right that's not right no uh, no it's not it's not Lucas hold on uh, he Lucas. was I just watched something else that he was in actually since you mentioned that the guy that played the quarterback. Oh, it all comes back to Sling Blade. He was in Sling Blade. And he was in a random episode of the X Files. Uh, Tokyo Drift. What else was he in? I did not watch Tokyo Drift. 
I, don't, I didn't either. I just know he was in it. <laughs> See, I know a lot of trivia about movies I haven't seen. Um, but I, I think for me, I would, gosh, just because it's so stinking enjoyable. I think Varsity Blues is my favorite out of that list. I'd still probably put Waterboy up there too. I really enjoyed Any Given Sunday. Um, Lucas Black is his name. Yeah. Lucas Black. There we go. I was thinking, I, I actually almost said Lucas Black, but then I thought, no, that's a comedian, but that's Lewis Black. That's Lewis Black. He's yeah. got the finger. The- yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what it was? He played uh, He played Pee Wee in uh, 42. He played Pee Wee Reese in 42. He's the, one that come, he's the one that comes. He's the shortstop on the Dodgers. He comes and puts his arm around Jackie and said, they're not going to be able to tell us apart or something like that. He does a, it, it was a big deal for a guy from the South to embrace Jackie Robinson, and he played that guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What What are your if you had to narrow down your top three, Spencer? What would they be? Top three. Um, three or five. Okay, so my five are Friday Night Lights, Remember the Titans, Replacements, Draft Day, Water Boy. If I'm gonna go back, like I'm a serious movie guy, Draft I like com- I like comedies. But if I'm gonna like when I get into a season, there's a couple movies I like to throw on all the time. It's the go to bed movie. It's the there's nothing else to watch. I'm just going to put this on in the background. Friday Night Lights and and some Remember the Titans are always my go tos as far as football, like from the drama side. Yeah, Varsity Varsity Blues gets a little tough for me to watch. Like it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that's a good point. Not tough to watch, just like eye rolling. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's a '90s teen movie. Yeah, for football. It's basically it. It's 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 like um, I know what you did last summer, but it's <laughs> a football like, movie. <laughs> like it's a minor miracle that Freddie Prince Jr. isn't in it. <laughs> he was probably busy making what, whatever that baseball movie it was. Yeah. He made <laughs> summer catch. All right, Spencer, lay some baseball movies on us. Let's let's whittle this one down. All right, so uh, Sandlot, The Natural, 42, yep. Yep. Field of Dreams, League of Their Own, Trouble yep. with the Curve, Fever Pitch, oh. Major League. Take the, Fever Pitch off. That's trash. Okay. The Rookie, Rookie of the Year. He's not even a Red Sox fan. He's, he's like a massive Yankees fan. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Sorry. Angels in the outfield, Moneyball, yeah. Bad yeah. News Bears, Old and Remake, okay. Bull Durham, Hardball, For Love of the Game, take, take Hardball off, 61, Brewster's Millions, yeah, where are you at on that one? No? No. The Babe. And, Is that the one with John Goodman? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Was that made for TV? No, I think that <laughs> no, was a legit... In theater movie, <laughs> I watched that so much as a kid. Go ahead. And bench warmers. Nah. <laughs> You're not in on bench warmers. I don't know that I've seen it. Is I, that haven't, the one I haven't seen it, but I would. Uh, I'd kick it too. Is that one with Napoleon in it? Yeah, and uh, David Spade, and it's a it's a Sandler one. Oh no, I saw that one with that was the one with uh, with uh, Rob Schneider. Yes. Yeah, that's terrible. I watched that. Last summer, it's awful. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. It has moments. John Lovitz is like their savior, millionaire. <laughs> well, now I kind of want to see it just just to see John Lovitz in a scene or two. 
All right, so here's my baseballs because I, I do think about this, and I watch a lot of them. I'm always going to have some combination of Field of Dreams for Love of the Game at the top of my list. And then if you bring in comedies, I do really like Major League. Mm-hmm. I am not a Bull Durham fan. I think it's wildly overrated. I love it because of Kevin Costner, but here's two problems. Tim Robbins, never has been, never going to be an athlete. <laughs> Susan Sarandon, not a sex symbol. So I'm, I just struggle with it. But it has great one-liners. Uh, Major League has better one-liners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like The Natural, and I'll say that's Tim Tadlock's favorite baseball movie, at least according to him. Um, it's a little slow. I just read the book, though, and it is garbage. So <laughs> I'm telling you, it is terrible. It's not only like a, the story's worse, but it's hard to read, too. So at least The Natural has Robert Duvall, Robert Redford, all these other great actors, and the story is better than the book was. So I'm in on that. So, But like... But Field of Dreams is my nonstop go-to during baseball season. My wife hates it. I mean, she doesn't hate the movie, but it's like, I mean, I have it on almost every night going to bed. It, it is the, it's just the background of baseball season for me. I love Field of Dreams. And the book is great, too. That may be a little excessive, but. No. I just keep in the mood. Um, so. I can also always make my wife laugh if I, if I do a James Earl Jones. We have a learning disability here. <laughs> She's pretty, <laughs> she's pretty ready to laugh at that one, especially like when she's like just getting into bed. <laughs> um, so major league uh, in terms of comedies, the major leagues up there for me. Um, movies, I, I guess I grew up watching the, uh, the not, not the rookie, but rookie of the year and angel in the outfield. Those were kind of hokey for me. I never really got into them. I saw angels in the outfield in the theater. Me too. So it's got some nostalgia for me, but I did go back and watch it a couple years ago, and it's kind of little giants. Like it's very Mm kiddie when you go back and watch. I like the the regional tie to the rookie, Um, Mm -hmm. being that that he played out here in big not what what do they call it Uh, big lake big lake, Um, and then his professional professional debut was against the Rangers. Or at least in the movie it was. Um, no, it was. He came to Tech when I was a freshman oh, and nice. spoke. Yeah, I have. A, I got an autograph on a ball. I, I watched Forty Two last summer and really enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. I've I've seen Trouble with the Curve a few times again. It's it's more so like draft day, more of like the not so much baseball, the game, like like game action, but more of like the I don't know how to say it, just the outside around the, baseball yeah um yeah. enjoyed it a league of their own i classic watched that a lot growing up for some reason and for, for love of the game that's one of the reasons why i convinced grayson to have the tigers in his list of little league team names for this year because um, <laughs> billy chapel was a tiger <laughs> billy chapel so we went into our draft day with the Rangers being number one, and we were the 11th team to pick our name. So we were, of course, not, not getting the Rangers. But the Tigers were left. It was like, sweet, we're going to be Tigers. Going to have uh, Billy Chapel. Um, enjoyed that movie. 61, I, I, I've seen it a few years ago. And I, I'm trying to remember. It's Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris yeah, going yeah, it was really at good. it for the title. And, and it was uh, Barry, Barry, Barry Pepper. Pepper played uh roger maris and uh aaron eckhart played 
Mickey Mantle. It, so it was really hard to find for a long time because it's an HBO movie. And so it's on HBO, like if you're subscribed and it's on there on demand. But it wasn't an easy one to rent for a long time. But I think one of the Thomas things- Jane. Huh? Thomas Jane was Mickey Mantle. Oh, I thought it was Aaron Eckhart. It was Never The Punisher. Mind. Oh, my bad. Well, I think one of the cool things, because it was kind of early in CGI as far as locations, and they did some pretty sweet views of old Yankee Stadium mm-hmm. from that era, like from the plate and stuff. So that was pretty cool. It was directed by Billy Crystal. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes Yeah, okay. That, he, he's that's a cool. big-time Yankees fan. Um, yeah, huge. So Sandlot's one of those movies that like I, I, I watched it as a kid and it's You watch your mouth right now. You just check your words before you say it. <laughs> Rob bro. Um <laughs> Let me just say like on this list it would not be the first movie that I would put on. So I didn't mention it earlier. So I saw Sandlot in the theater. Um everyone my age was in love with Wendy Peppercorn, in my opinion. Every red blood American smoking hot youngster. So I think Sandlot's great because Sandlot's not about winning and losing. It's just about loving baseball and it's about America. And so it has just so many amazing like parts and it's got, it's got the, the heist element to it and the ridiculousness of that from a childhood view. And I love that they built all that stuff. Like they built the houses and the, the Sandlot and the fence and the clubhouse and, or the treehouse and all that. I just that's one I can go back to all the time and always love and look forward to certain parts of it. And then for love of the game is another favorite field of dreams has kind of overtaken it for me. But, um, you know, some of the love story is good, but just the, I think the baseball action's great in it. I love mm-hmm. that the, uh, the manager of the Yankees was, um, uh, Augie Garrido, the old Texas manager. And, uh, there was just a lot of those, you know, kind of cameo type people in it. And, um, I'm gonna blank on his name, the manager of the of the Tigers, the the farmers insurance guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he just did a he did a season of Brockmire last season, and he was absolutely hilarious. Um, but I just think there's a lot of good characters. I think John C. Riley's good in it in, in <laughs> a not that funny role as the catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Gus, and I, I just I've always loved that movie. I love the the story of it and kind of the tragedy of the athlete, and I think it's. I think it's great, but Sandlot, it, it just holds a special place in my heart, but I don't understand the Rob bro hate of Sandlot. Um, and I'm glad that it won his poll, even as much shade as he threw at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, any of those movies stand out for you? Well, um, I've probably only seen about half of them, but I, I would say, I mean, it's, it's not going to be groundbreaking here, but field of dreams, if anything, just to see, Burt Lancaster as as old Moonlight Graham. That's just he's just so cool. The way he wears that hat, just the way he talks. He always had this cadence of how he talked. Anyway, uh, that alone was was really great for the movie. And, and on top of that, speaking of that alone, Sandlot, the scene where they're shooting off the fireworks on the Fourth of July, and Ray Charles is singing. Yep. America the Beautiful in the background. That's one of my favorite parts of any movie I've probably ever seen. It's just a really cool uh, sequence. The whole thing, James Earl Jones is there again. Just put James Earl Jones in your baseball movie. I'll probably like it. And then, uh, you know, Major League. Those are probably the, the three that I can really recall the most, that I've seen the most. Um, 
you know, Behringer's great. The the bunt at the end where he's pointing and you know <laughs> yeah. all that stuff's great. Uh, the whole Willie thing Mays, with the, the voodoo in the bat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the greatest lines in the history of baseball. Are you saying that Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? <laughs> yes. <laughs> also good. And and I do really love a league of their own. That I've got a soft spot for that. And I think I wish Tom Hanks would play that type of guy more often because he's so good at it. Are yeah, you crying? <laughs> I love a league of their own's good. It, it wears me out a little bit. I'm not a big Madonna fan or a Rosie O'Donnell fan. So that kind of distracts for me. Um, if you watch Ken Burns baseball, some of those real Rockford peaches are on there and they do, you know, probably a 10 minute segment in one of the episodes about the all American girls, whatever baseball association or whatever they call it. And that was pretty cool to see some of them. And they talk about the guy that, that Tom Hanks played and, and some of that, it was pretty neat to see that, but um, I, I'm a league of their own. I think, we grew up in a time, Michael, that it was on TV all the time. So we just saw it a lot yes. when we were kids. And so it was on TBS was constantly. Yes. And, and I exactly. think it still is. Mm-hmm. And then um, for me, you mentioned Moneyball. I like Moneyball. Um, I think Jonah Hill's character is really funny. He was kind of a conglomeration of a big group of people, I think, into a character. It's not a movie that, that grabs me emotionally, which is what I'm going to want out of a baseball movie. Uh, and I don't really care anything about those teams, but I, you know, I think it's interesting. Trouble with the curve was good, but it, Justin Timberlake distracts me. So I, I liked, <laughs> but I love, but I love the, the idea and kind of the whole story is interesting. And, and of course I love Clint Eastwood, but yeah, I'm always going back to the, the standbys to the Sandlot for love of the game field of field of dreams is it's just chock full of awesome moments and great trivia. And even to this day, they don't actually know who it was that did the whisper voice in the corn, you know, like there's all kinds of, was it Ray Liotta? Was it Ed Harris? That was, that's one of the potentials. They don't, it's never been revealed who did that. I think that's cool. There's just that mystical quality and the great soundtrack uh, just really made a, I just love that movie. And it was cool. The book is fantastic too, even though it's a fair amount different and it wasn't a made up author. Like it wasn't Terrence Mann. It was actually J.D. Salinger. It was the writer, the author of Catcher in the Rye. That's oh, who it is okay. in the book. Okay. So that's really neat. Shoeless Joe goes to Iowa. And just to tie that into baseball, there's supposed to still be a Field of Dreams game going on at the movie site in August. But no ticket sales have ever been revealed, so I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not. Well, what's going to be great is they can still reenact that final scene. Everyone will just be in their car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Hey, and that was really filmed. Did you know that? That they actually had all the townspeople from I'm gonna forget the name of the town that's nearby. They had them come out down that road and drive out in the dark and they had them flashing their lights. If you look at it, the lights are flashing and twinkling. They had them flashing their lights so it looked like there was more of them and it kind of gave it movement as they came through the countryside. But that was all real. That was all people in their cars from the town doing it. That's really because this was what, eighty nine, ninety, ninety one, something like that. It was so. released in eighty nine, so probably eighty eight, eighty nine. So it probably wouldn't have been, you know, the CGI would have not looked very good. So they were like, let's just get the townspeople involved. Let's get some cars out here. I never thought about that, but that totally makes sense that they just actually used cars and it was the, some just locals nearby and they still get to tell that bit of trivia. Well, there's a lot of those guys that played the team that came out of the corn, like the non, you know, kind of the background guys. Yeah. All those guys continued 
for like the next, there's a documentary on Amazon prime for like the next 30 years. Those guys kept doing that. Like they would come out during the day for the crowds that were at the movie site and they would come out and like do this whole routine and play catch and pull kids out of the audience and just do it for the, just for the enjoyment of it. That's fair. I mean, I'm sure there was money somewhere, but yeah, it was pretty neat. That's cool. Probably, probably money for uh, that tire store you mentioned earlier. That's trying to get a seventh round draft pick. <laughs> background on the zoom call yeah yeah all right spencer how'd we do that's good i there I, we, we have too many baseball good. movies um so i i decided we're gonna do one more category it is because um like it there's only five of them and in terms of like the serious movies in this group i don't know how to rank them because they're all good and it's actually the golf category um, Ten cup. Let's move on. So, Happy Gilmore, <laughs> greatest game ever played. Oh, Francis, we met. Legend of Bagger Vance, Ten Cup, nice. and Caddyshack. I'm I'm going to be honest, guys. This is this is the hot takiest thing I'll say tonight. I'm not a fan of Caddyshack. I don't think it's funny. I never have. I've never gotten it. Okay, say so what? I know. Me I, neither. It's just never. It's never been my deal. I'm not really other than Christmas other than the vacation movies, I'm not a Chevy Chase fan. You know, and I like I like Bill Murray and like that that part's funny, but I, I don't I never really thought it was that good. What about Fletch? Did you ever watch any of the Fletch movies? No. Oh, that's like perfect Chevy Chase. I'm all about from what you just said, I love Tin Cup. I'm a Costner mm-hmm. fan. I love Cheech Marin in it. That's great. I love Legend of Bagger Vance. I love the whole mystical feel of that. I think it's a great, great movie. Really well done all the way around, all of them. And I love the and I, and I I like history obviously, and so the whole Bobby Jones and Walter Hagen, just the history of them in general and that era of golf, I think is really cool. There's some pretty cool documentaries out about that stuff. Um, what else did you say? Happy Gilmore's funny, but I'm not going back to it to watch it all the time. And greatest game ever played. Uh, I remember when it came out, I was really excited about it. I think I saw it in the theater or, or pretty close to when it came out. And I knew that story because there's a great documentary called The History of Golf. And I watched that and had learned about that story of Francis we met, went in the open and all that. And I, I thought it was fine. It's Shia LaBeouf, isn't it? Yeah. That yeah. plays the kid. I, he's really young. It's fine. It's not my it, – it was Disney. I mean, it's not my favorite. Yeah, so they're all different enough that, like, for, for me, it, it's easy to say that, like – in terms of the comedy side, it's Tin Cup. Um, yeah. And like the drama side, I like Legend of Bagger Vance a whole lot more than the greatest game ever played. And then yes. just the, the shtick side, obviously, is, is Happy Gilmore. So, but the, like any of those four movies that are on, like I'll, I'll, I'll sit down and watch them. And it's strange because I'm, I'm not like a golf, the sport fan, but these four movies, they will always capture my attention if, if they're ever on. Yeah, golf's kind of like. Sorry, golf's kind of like baseball to me as far as when it comes to movies because you can really build up the drama, and it's a lot of just kind of one person against, you know, it's the pitcher against the batter, or you know, it's it's head to head stuff. You know, it's not like eleven guys crashing against eleven guys, and they're obviously in some studio, but this, I think golf they can really build up some drama. I say that. And the only two of those movies I've seen are Caddyshack and Waterboy. Not Waterboy. Not Waterboy. Uh, sorry. Happy Gilmore. You've never seen 
Legend of Bagger Vant. Tin Cup no. is a classic. Yeah, it's I, great. I, I saw like the first 30 minutes of Tin Cup. <laughs> Played the whole really back nine with it. a seven hour. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I saw that and really enjoyed the heck out of it. And then for whatever reason, I wouldn't I didn't finish it. I don't know if it was it's, just on cable one day or something. It is peak Kevin Costner, like cocky, funny, ridiculous. I was it was great. I liked I liked that version that of Costner in, in that yeah. movie because he was kind of a kind of a screw up, but also just really, really great <laughs> kind of yeah. at the same time. And I, I he he doesn't play that guy well, usually some or not, not well. He doesn't play that guy very often. Usually he's kind of like tight laced or he's got all his stuff together. But right. The Tin Cup guy didn't seem like he did. And, you know, this is a review of a movie I saw 30 minutes of six years ago. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> I want to do more categories. Okay. Well, we've got basketball, boxing, or other. Which one do you want get, to get into? Are there any basketball movies worth talking about? Is Blue Chips one of them? It's not on this list. Space Jam? Ugh. Semi Pro? Emmy, Emmy started watching that the other day, my daughter, <laughs> and... It's just not my favorite. It just wears me out. So for me, there there's only like one or two of the movies on the basketball list I've seen. There's a whole bunch on there that I, I, I'm aware of. Like Hoosiers, White Man Can't Jump, uh, He Got Game, Love and Basketball, Hoop Dreams. Like these are, these are movies I've heard of and I may have seen parts of, but none of my... I, I, I got two of those. I, I can say I've watched... I got it, two of those. More Than a Game, Coach Carter, Space Jam, and Semi-Pro. So I quit watching semi-pro the other day. Somebody was telling me how funny it was, and I walked out of it. I'm like, this is idiotic. My wife and I, neither of us could do it. I'm just not in. I, so and I love Talladega Nights and other Will Ferrell stuff, but I just wasn't digging it. Probably the only reason why I watched that movie all the way through is because I, I paid to see it in a the theater. I wa- well, I did that with Nacho Libre, and I walked out of that too. So <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't have bought a dick to Nacho Libre, but I don't, I don't blame you on that one. So uh, Coach Carter, I remember, as being totally forgettable. Uh, just didn't didn't really think it was anything. I do remember that the kid that played Spanish in the rookie, the kid with the big hair, I think he was in Coach Carter also as the exact same character. Uh, but other than that, yeah, forgettable for me. Space Jam, fine. I mean, it, it had its place, but it just doesn't hold up well for me. I don't. I find it draggy and stuff. Um, what were the oh Hoosiers? I think is one of the best sports movies of all time. I love Hoosiers. I think it's I think it's a great movie. I'm not going to go back and watch it every year or you know i mean i'll watch it occasionally when it when it strikes me i think it has some great moments i think it has some funny moments i love the my team is on the floor i love making fun of jimmy chitwood i used to call matt mooney jimmy chitwood all the time he just had that clean cut look um and what was the other one? Oh, love it so i have a secret love for love and basketball when i was in i think high school uh i had that tape it was one of the few movies that i owned and i watched it all the time that like an independence day in armageddon and it just it's just a it's an interesting movie to me. I thought it had a cool kind of story and a progression through these two people's lives. And I think Omar Epps and I forgot the name of the, the female actor, but I thought they did a good job. And then the guy's dad and mom, I thought did a really good job too. Omar Epps's parents, those actors. Um, it was the all state guy. And I forgot the, the lady's name. I should know. She's a really good actress, but I, I just think it's a good movie and probably not its target audience, but it's good. So I don't know if it's just my lack of exposure to basketball movies or if it's just there aren't that many out there that like they're just I I, I couldn't find a whole bunch that I, I was even aware of. And 
like I said, there's only a handful, a small handful of this list that I've even seen. Um, and I just don't know if the game like lends itself to being portrayed very well in a movie like baseball and, and golf is. It, it may be just too upbeat back and forth. Because like, it's it's too hard to you know it's at least in a football movie you can put mat you can put helmets on people basketball you're wearing a tank top and you know it's going to be very obvious that you hired a five eight actor to to go up against all these guys I mean I I don't know how you do it, it, it I think white men can't jump probably found out the best way to do it is you just hire all guys that are five nine. 510 and have them all play each other two on two. Um, I, I think that was probably the best way to do it. I, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Or you go the, the hickory route where you've got these guys that shouldn't be there from a small town. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Gene Hackman's great. Dennis Hopper is, you know, despicable and great at the same time because you just yep. root for him and then he lets you down. And It's just a great underdog story. Like, my favorite part is always the It has underdog stories within it. Oh yeah. Yes. Where they where they measure the dimensions once they get to that big arena and yeah. you know that I I I like that too. So those are the two movies I've really seen. The other ones I don't I mean gosh, I saw Space Jam probably when I was a kid, but I haven't seen it since. I'll throw one out there that's it's basketball related. Finding Forrester was a movie that I've always really enjoyed. It's got Sean Connery and he's kind of a reclusive writer that this high school basketball player becomes friends with and he's like kind of got an aspiring writer thing going on the basketball is just a kind of a subtext of the story but it's got and the the antagonist is um uh, i'm gonna forget his name he's the he's also in homeland and i mean you would recognize him. it's just a really well acted and interesting well-written movie basketball is just kind of part of it but uh, the other one we should mention but i haven't seen is glory road which is oh, about don haskins in west texas yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I think, a Disney one, but it's it. I mean, we should at least mention it. So what what might be I'm a music guy and Coach Carter and Glory Road and there's some others. Disney kind of got into a world of following a formula for a while there and their movies were all the same and they were reusing soundtracks. And so I'm pretty sure Glory Road uses music from Remember the Titans. And I could see that. Yeah. And I think that, and there's some others, like there's some, if you go back, there's some other movies you'll pick up. You're like, wait a minute, that's pirates of the Caribbean. Like way before those movies came out and that movie, that music was popular. So it was kind of one of those, they followed a formula. Joss Lucas played Don Haskins, if I remember right. Yep. And it's a, it's good. And it has, and there's a great kind of subtext, kind of like the express, you know, where it's, it's, it's showing you an era you know, and it's an interesting story. Uh, it's just not one that I'm going to always be drawn to. Basketball is also just not my number one sport, and that's no secret either. So, it was mine in high school, but even then, I just I, there. It's hard to make a good basketball movie. And so, why wasn't Blue Chips on there? <laughs> what was the football the program? Why wasn't the that program. on our program? Oh yeah, where they're spitting in each other's. Did mouths. they shoot everybody? Oh, I don't remember that part. Didn't one of the recruits start shooting people in the field? Was that the program? I do not. No, I don't know. It could be okay. I have I have another basketball hot take. There's a new one coming out that could be one of the best ones with Ben Affleck. Yeah, I'm curious about that. The the way back that looks pretty interesting. Kind of a he plays a. I think he's got a failed marriage and he's an alcoholic and 
but he was, you know, a great basketball player for this high school and the high schools asked him to come coach and just seems like it could be an interesting movie that should have been out by now, but you know, COVID. <laughs> but COVID. <laughs> Top Gun got pushed to December because of COVID. Yeah, and um the new James Bond movie got pushed to November before COVID really hit, but I think that may even get pushed further back. All right, boxing. Okay, so <laughs> this is an even Rocky shorter. Rocky Four, Cinderella Man. Shorter list than basketball. Rocky, again, I, I didn't include every Rocky on here. Maybe because of the time they all came out, I've just never got into Rocky. Ali, Cinderella Man, that one was one of my, one of my favorites. Million Dollar Baby, not so much. Raging Bull and Creed. Creed was I, I thought, great. Creed was really good. And I haven't seen the sequel, but the first one was really good. I love Rocky Four. I've always been a fan of America versus the Soviet Union and I must break you and all that. I think it's great. And I thought Cinderella Man was awesome. I know mm-hmm. that the the antagonist family was pretty upset with the way he was portrayed. Max Baer, I think was his name in that movie. Um, but I thought that was great. That was a kind of Russell Crowe at his height of fame, making a sports movie. And I thought it was, I thought it was well acted and cool and a neat setting in the depression. And yeah, that one's fun. What I don't know. I never saw raging bull. Yeah. De Niro, uh, Max bear fun trivia. He, um, his son is Jethro on the, uh, hillbilly on the Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies. Wow. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I, just, there's also a full Chris level for you there. There you go. <laughs> there's, there's also the fighter, which I haven't seen, but um, got a lot of Oscar buzz and everything. So I think that one should probably get thrown in there, even though I haven't seen it. With uh, Christian Bale, Mark Wahlberg. I you know what else it was? Another one of those movies that's kind of the sport is just a part of the movie and it's not really the focus, the hurricane with Denzel Washington. Mm, yep. Oh, that's a that's great, a great movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Inspired the, was it Bob Dylan song? Yes. Story of the hurricane. Yeah. Yep. All right. So the last, last movie category, then we'll just knock it out real quick. Other, since there are other sports that, that just don't have very many entries or they're just completely ridiculous. Blue crush. Bring oh, it on. <laughs> Secretariat. Cool yeah. runnings. Classic. Yes. Uh, karate Kid. Yeah. Dodgeball. Original Karate Kid. Get that get that Jaden Smith garbage out of here. Sure. Blades of Glory. Nope. Talladega Knights. Yep. Invictus. Yep. I like that one. Was that was that the rugby one? Yep. With uh, Nelson, Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. uh, Sea Biscuit, Miracle, Whip It, Free Solo, Ford versus Ferrari, Hell Yes, So Good, Mighty Ducks, <laughs> Kicking and Screaming, Never heard of it. Oh, so so that one's um, that's Will Ferrell as the kids, like the youth soccer coach, and his like his. Uh, assistant coaches Mike Ditka. He's always wearing like the the Bears <laughs> sweater vest, <laughs> and he's like he doesn't realize that Ditka was the, like a, a a famous coach, and he's like telling him what to do. He's like, "What are you? You're crazy, man!" It's actually 
one of the sound clips from, I think it's Tech Talk, one of their, their intro bumpers, whatever, actually has the, oh, it's, it's, it's the juice. When Will Ferrell's asking for juice, he's like, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. That's from <laughs> kicking and screaming. Uh, the Big Lebowski came up as a, a sports movie. Well, Kingpin then has to be on there. Kingpin was the Kingpin very next movie. Is, oh my God, Bill Murray in Kingpin. Just uh, it's, it's, so, oh, the landlord lady. I know what you're. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> gosh, I can't get that. That's a terrible image, and I just can't. The the other other image that I it just it just haunts me is Bill Murray and how much he looks like Dana Holgerson. Um, <laughs> he's got the comb over all backwards oh, and he's got God. that flying out of his hat. He's got that bowling ball with the rose in it. It's just, I, I, that's a great movie. <laughs> Basketball. Oh. Never saw that one. Eight seconds. Classic. Nice. He's riding for Lane. Balls of Fury. And that I, I had a movie on there twice. So There's so many. There's so many. I've got I've got two to add to that. Okay. The Wrestler. Ooh, yeah. With Mickey Rourke. Yes, with Mickey Rourke. That was that was one just one of my favorite movies, period, for a long time. And it was one of those that you've you've got to be in the right mood to watch it. Um (laughs) It's tragic. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a tough watch, but it's really good and it's well done. And then Warrior, which was um Oh crap! I'm I'm t- I'm totally blanking on the guy that played Bane. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy and not uh, anyway. This this is great, great pod, great pod by me. But it's it's <laughs> basically about two brothers who are MMA fighters. Excellent movie. Hmm. I thought of when you said Invictus, it made me think of Invincible wasn't on our base on our football movies. Yeah. No, what about I- Marky Mark? I, I hadn't yeah. I haven't heard about that one. Oh, it's great. It's about Mark Mark Wahlberg in the was it the seventies? And he he's like a bartender and he walks onto the Eagles. Yeah, it's and it's based, you know, on a based true story. On a true story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they had they had tryouts for the it town. Is a historic, it is a historical record of what happened. Yeah. No, it was really yeah, they had open tryouts and he gets on. It was pretty cool. He was a punt returner. Yeah. Um I don't remember all those movies you said. Talladega Nights is greatness. Always will be so so quotable. So uh, love it. That's one of those movies but, where it felt like every time I went over to my, my parents' house the past few years, like it was always on TV, and we always would sit there and watch it. And then afterwards, we're like, why did we do that? This is <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, it's 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 insane. I can't believe how well they filmed the NASCAR scenes. Those are supremely. I mean, that's like some Days of Thunder stuff, which also didn't make the list, but it probably should. Because Rubin's racing, but they they really did a good job with filming the NASCAR scenes and the soundtrack's killer. There's there's a uh, Waylon Jennings, there's uh, Steve Earle, I think he's on the soundtrack. Um, I mean it's 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 just a, it's a great movie. It's it's solid. Well, I'm just gonna say my recency yeah. bias is strong, and I know Michael's got my back. Ford versus Ferrari is freaking killer. I watched it last weekend. While my daughter was napping, like I rented it on the TV. And so because I knew it was going to be loud with all the race noise, I plugged in my headphones to my Roku remote and listened to it that way. And my wife's looking at me like I'm a crazy person because I just start laughing. I mean, Matt Damon killed it. And yes. when he's 
when he steals the stopwatches from the Ferrari team and he's looking at his, the, I forgot the other guy's name. And he's like, he's like, nice stopwatch. He says, you want one? They're German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he yeah. Throws the, when he throws the bolt over there for them to figure out where it came from. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a really well done movie. Christian Bale doesn't overpower it. Like he does a really good job. The whole thing was, it was really well made. And I had watched a documentary a few months ago and kind of knew all the whole story. And I thought it was really true to that too, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it was true to Carol Shelby. Cause he, he was a larger than life personality kind of guy. Um, I, I even think Damon almost downplayed Shelby a little bit just based off of some of the footage I've seen. And <laughs> when he flew of- them into the Mustang launch, like that was unbelievable. It's a, it was really, it was a great flick and that's not my world a whole lot, but it was really cool. Me, I'm not, I mean, I've always been interested in cars and, you know, just thought racing was interesting, but never really got into keeping up with it. But I've, I don't know how many movies I've watched solely because they have great car chases or, you know, like Blues Brothers, Smoking the Bandit, all that kind of crazy stuff. But, but this movie was just fantastic. Just from the, every single race scene they did, you were just, I, I remember leaning forward in the theater. I was that guy. I caught myself <laughs> leaning forward like, I was going to miss something. No, no, I'm not going to miss anything. My back was sweaty. I was all, I was all worried about Ken. <laughs> anyway. What about, what about like, what about the, what was the movie about Roger Bannister breaking the four minute mile or, uh, or chariots of fire? Where's, where's that stuff at? Come on. Here's Spencer. the one with uh, Dennis Quaid riding the bicycle. What? What about Forrest Gump? That's a sports movie. Uh, it's yeah. kind of, that's that's it was a lot of sports. It had two sports, and that was that was barely. Uh, you saying running isn't a sport, my friend? No, I, I I am. I'm saying it's running and and football and table tennis. Well, <laughs> <laughs> breaking away, breaking away is the movie. Running, they they rode bicycles. What is that? Dennis Quaid, 1979. Well, Dennis, Dennis Quaid was in a football movie too. We're so far off. Yeah, uh, any given Sunday, mm-hmm. he was. No, no, he was dr- no, like an old school football movie. He was drafted to like the Redskins. It was like way back in the early NFL. Oh, okay. Hang on. I like how we complain that Spencer gave us way too many movies. He's like, "Well, where's this one? <laughs> Come on, Spencer." <laughs> Everybody's all American. That's it. Oh, John Goodman's in that too. John Goodman's just. He's one of my what favorites. The, uh, not that I, not that I want to love this, but what, where's the, what was that Texas, the UT football movie from the Daryl Royal era? It's, it's, it's not that old. It was really, it, it was cool to see Southwest Conference football like in the '60s. It was, it was a neat presentation of that, very much like the Express or My All American. Yes, it was about a. I can't remember the. What's the main character's name? The dude gets like cancer, you know, and it's it's a very emotional kind of deal, like him going through that. He is played by Aaron Eckhart. There's your that Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I forgot the guy's name though. The the football player. Ah dang! Um, I mean, he's basically playing on a leg full of cancer. Freddie Steinmark and, is it? And yeah. fighting through. it. Aaron Eckhart played Daryl Royal, right? 
No, but the, is the player you're thinking of, is his name Freddie Steinmark? I don't know. Bobby Mitchell, James Street. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reading like the... Just IMDb reading the IMDb. Here. We're two hours in. No one's listening anymore. It's fine. <laughs> Nobody has anything else to do. It's just Rona time. Except watch these like 70 movies we just listed off. Yeah, we, we narrowed it down for y'all. So y'all, y'all let us know what you enjoyed. <sighs> All right. So any of those like on the ridiculous side that you, it's like a a guilty pleasure almost that, you know, it's like it's not really a a good movie, but you'll throw it on. Is it Talladega Nights or is it something else? Dodgeball, Blades of Glory. Oh, I, I watched Dodgeball the other night. I love Dodgeball. You can dodge talk a about wrench. Quote, <laughs> talk about yeah. quotable. Yeah, that one's probably up there. The I I would Talladega Nights is almost that, but they did such a good job filming the NASCAR scenes that Yeah, I mean it's it's a guilty pleasure. I, that's probably up there. Um I want to go fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> what does that even what does that even mean? Could be second, third? <laughs> what always what always threw me off with that is I think the actor that plays Will Farrell's dad is like maybe ten years older than him. <laughs> yeah, right. If I mean maybe. <laughs> ruined ruin my Crystal Gale shirt. <laughs> um I don't yeah, I did watch Dodgeball the other night, like a, uh, just a couple weekends ago. I stayed up late watching it. It's on HBO. Um, I like Talladega Nights. I don't. I mean, I like comedies and stuff. I just don't go back to them a whole lot, you know. I mean, if I want to refresh the quote bank, you know, I'll go back and watch it. But I'm really a drama, serious, get all the feels kind of person when I'm watching stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Gary Cole, who plays his dad is uh, 11 years older than <laughs> Will I, I nailed it. I, I just about nailed it. <clears throat> I'm so proud of you, Michael. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> Who else was it? It was so John Riley, um, Sasha oh, Baron uh, Cohen. What was his, what's his name that from the green mile, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Yes. He was in it. Don't put that black magic on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> uh, and then, Gosh, who was a uh, Sasha skinny, Baron Cohen? Yeah, Sasha Baron yeah. Cohen was the uh, the Frenchman. Yeah, it was all kinds Frenchman. of recognizable, recognizable guys. His some mom those, was um, Jane Lynch. Yeah, and some of those younger, uh, some of those you know comedians that kind of are around in those that group, you know, that played his pit crew, and I can't remember the list, but. Talladega Nights is probably that and Dodgeball are probably the, the two out of those I've seen the most. So no love for Blades of Glory? No. Nah. Another feral movie. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so we did have a question. Brian Don Carlos asked us about uh Airbud. Now. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? I'm Ron Burgundy? Damn it! Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! 
Yeah, so I, I was going to get into questions. Um, could any of you beat Airbud one-on-one? I obviously left Airbud off of every sport. He, there could have been an entry in basically every sport on this list for an Airbud spinoff movie. Brian asked, could any of us beat Airbud one-on-one? Here's the thing. For Airbud to score, you have to toss him the ball. So <clears throat> don't toss him the ball. <laughs> so yeah, oh, I, 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 I feel confident in, in my, my ability to beat Airbud. Um, Dinger Derby asked a question. The greatest multi-sport athlete of our time. No, I was I was asking Brian if that's who he was talking about. Airbud, the greatest multi-sport athlete of our time. Oh, you're making a statement, is what you're. No, that's yeah. basically there's no, a question that's not mark. a question. No, there's a question mark on here. He's just no, I was asking Brian if that's clarifying. Is that who you're talking about? That Airbud, or was there another Airbud I wasn't aware of? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? And and I sent you guys a GIF when you asked. When you asked if we were ready, I sent you an over-the-top GIF. That's a movie we oh, haven't talked over about. over-the-top, yes. That, that should have been on the other category with um, Stallone arm-wrestling people. There's also The Ringer. <laughs> yeah, I never saw that one. <laughs> oh, it's one of the most ridiculous. <laughs> That's a Johnny Knoxville vehicle, wasn't it? Where he Yes. He enters the Special enters Olympics. The Special Olympics. <laughs> oh God! And the antagonist is someone with Down syndrome. Like, like I, I think most of the the actors that are like the Special Olympics athletes are are yeah, they, they are special with, needs. But he, but they made a a guy with Down syndrome play a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I'm scrolling. Good. I'm scrolling through a list of the worst movies, and Ed is at the top of that list. Matt LeBlanc from Friends, and he has a friend that's a baseball-playing chimpanzee. Oh, no. So, what so about Mr. Not- 3000? <laughs> I never watched it. So that was on the baseball list, too, but I, I, I took it off. It was too ridiculous. Is that the one? Okay, I think I'm getting them confused. Is that's that Bernie Mac. Is it- Bernie okay. Mac comes back to get his... His record gets taken away because there's a technicality, and he loses some hits. So he's coming back to get his hits, like What's- 10 years after he retired. What's the one where Tom Selleck plays baseball in Japan or something? Oh, that's Mr. Baseball. Mr. Baseball. Okay. I knew there was a Mr. something. Okay. Yeah, we left those off probably on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) So we did get some reaction to the the, the basketball court. Several people said they liked the old one. Uh, Briggsy said if he adds the picture of Chris Beard with a double fist pump that he'd be okay with it. Like in like a like in relief somehow like on the floor. If it was like texture like carved in, that'd be that'd be great. There'd be <laughs> so many turned ankles on that. But um, someone has someone has like a huge wood burning kit that they're just dying you, to use. How'd you tear your ACL, Chris Beard's chin? <laughs> uh, Brandon says he'd go for the old school, the 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 flat double T logo instead of the three D. Agreed. Um, jazz, Triforce, red lettering on black border with no outline, coupled with ridiculously light floor and no Texas outline. Uh, she says, yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. That <laughs> gif. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Um, let's see. And then <clears throat> El Jefe says, I like the new basketball floor a lot. I think it's very clean. I will miss the Texas, but if I get to go to a basketball game later this year, I'll I'll get over it. Yeah, that last sentence is basically me. I, I'm I miss the Texas too, but 
at this point, I just want to be able to go to a game. So I'll probably be fine with it if they played on a neon yellow court. It'd be good. So would you be okay with like an Oregon Duck style basketball court with like the forest on the outside? Well, who was it suggested a haboob? <laughs> was that Dan? <laughs> was it Dan? Yeah, maybe they could somehow figure out how to do a haboob around the corner, just blowing in from the distance. <laughs> uh, so it, instead of the, the trees like they have at, at Oregon, they should have like the, the giant wind turbines and have those in the, the exterior. Yeah, just the cap rock. Yeah, that too. Somehow, somehow the cap rock's just in the background. All right, Michael, Keith, what do we learn this week? I was going to say, did you see how Michael steered you away from Lubbock appropriating his home territory's wind turbines? <laughs> it's like, no, that's that's for the the Sweetwater area. That's for the Roscoe Plowboys. <laughs> By God, that's for the Trent Gorillas. That's not for oh the Trent Gorillas. I'll tell you what I learned. This week. <clears throat> I learned this week that ESPN Plus has an MLB archive. And on Sunday morning, I got on the MLB archive and I watched Nolan Ryan's six no hitter against the A's in 1990. And the cool thing about watching classic sports, particularly baseball, because the amount of commentating, you learn a million pieces of trivia from an, an era gone by. And that's what's so fun to listen to, to that stuff for. So, um, Watching Nolan's no hitter. There's a ton of no hitters in perfect. Well, not a ton of perfect games, but some perfect games on there. Uh, it was just neat. I mean, all kinds of stuff. There's a there's a couple Nolan's fifth no hitter, which was 11 years before or nine years before, by the way, in 1980 uh, or 81. That was on there. Um, and then I went and watched Don Larson's perfect game in the World Series from 1956. So the cool thing is when it starts, and a lot of these are old ESPN classics broadcast that they've just packaged in on ESPN plus the cool thing is when it starts it tells you on the screen that there are only like six recordings of full baseball games that exist from pre-1965 and one of them is Don Larson's perfect game in the World Series the only the only perfect game that's ever been pitched in the World Series and at that point only the second perfect game that had ever been pitched and there's only been one no hitter pitch since then in a world in the postseason, and that was Roy Halladay in 2010. So it was so cool to watch. I mean, you got Jackie Robinson and Roy Campanella and all these, you know, and Yogi Bear, all these amazing players on these teams. I'm watching Roy Campanella and Jackie Robinson get somebody in a rundown. Like it was just, it was awesome. And about I don't know three or four innings in, the broadcaster for the Yankees steps aside, and Vin Scully takes over as the Dodgers broadcaster. And so I'm watching, I listen to all this and then it's Vince Scully. And so that's what I didn't mention earlier with for love of the game. Vince Scully makes that one of the best baseball movies ever by being the broadcaster for the movie. And other than them making him have a broadcast partner, which Vince Scully was always a one man deal for the most part. It was uh, that, that made that movie. And it was so cool just to watch this old school, you know, completely different stuff. And they have that recording. It was on a kinetoscope is how they shot the thing. And they sent it out around the world for armed forces TV. And there ended up being a recording made of it because of armed forces TV. And so it was, it was really neat. There's some cool stuff on there. Definitely worth watching. So that's what I learned. Yeah. I have not taken a deep dive on the ESPN plus I, I need to, because I have it because I have a kid and, we already had Hulu, so I paid the extra dollar or whatever to get ESPN Plus with the bundle. 
So I, I, I need to dig, uh, dig around on that a little bit more. The, the, the main thing I learned was, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of these books, but these Harry Potter, these Harry Potter books are pretty good. <laughs> that, that was what I learned. I've never read them. I've seen the movies all the way through maybe just once. And so, um, I'm using the, the Libby library app through the, the, uh, Lubbock library. And they had the first Harry Potter book. And I thought, well, I'll just throw that on the Kindle. And I plowed through it over the weekend and was like, okay, I got to keep reading. I can't, they're addicting. They're just, they're fun. They're interesting. There's a little bit, there's a lot more backstory to these characters than what they're allowed to show in the movie. Just cause you just run out of time. Uh, and you really get a feel for how crappy Harry Potter's childhood was. I mean, it was awful. They kind of played it for laughs a little bit in the movie because, I mean, how else do you play it? But he was just, he was basically just abused and tormented for 12 years. The Dursleys were bad people. They're awful. They were just the, <laughs> the absolute worst. Um, so that that's something I learned is that the, the Dursleys were even worse in, in, the, uh, in J.K. Rowling's world than they were actually on the on the screen and the whole time i'm like humming john williams hedwig theme the whole time i'm like reading this book <laughs> allison got onto me or not got onto me but she noticed it i was just randomly whistling it and i didn't notice i was whistling it and she was like are you whistling the harry potter theme like, yeah i guess i am we were getting ready for bedtime she was about through teeth so, i don't know Anyway, that's what I learned. Those books are good. Hey Keith, were you just sniffing baseballs? I was holding one and I took a I took a whiff as I <laughs> held it. Man, the, the 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 sports. This is a this is an NCAA Big Twelve baseball, by the way. This Which I, I think sure I probably caught this from than... Cam Warren last year. Okay. Could you tell that by smell? It, no, it's stamped. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I see. I see it. It was blurry at first. Okay. Yeah. On, on the Skype chat, so Michael's going through talking about whistling the Hedwig theme and other videos, Keith holding up a baseball into his face. Is... <laughs> <laughs> I just had to ask I'm him. I'm not ashamed. No shame. Um, so we finished watching through the Star Wars movies this past week. Um, finally watched the the Rise of Skywalker. Um. Not my favorite of the nine movies. I would say uh, eight. The Last Jedi is probably my favorite, um, at least of the new ones. Like it, it's hard for me to pick like a favorite of the entire series because there's like there are three. I would say sets. They're so different in terms of like what makes them good and strong. Um, you know the original four, five, and six, and one, two, three, seven, and nine. Eight, I think, is my favorite, at least recently. Um. Nine, like the Rise of Skywalker, just felt like JJ Abrams. A fan film. Well, like he was just like killing people off with no story or reasoning. Is like we have to tie this up, and that's going to happen by this person dying, and they're dead. Like, what, what, what the, what happened? Like, there's no explanation why this person just died. And like who? Uh, like Leia. I'll tell you why she died. Okay, you want to? It's it's kind she of she died. Well, okay, but why? In per in real life, she well, died. Well, okay, but so like, like, what are you gonna do with her? 
but like yeah. they they, they could they they, they 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 were struggling to find footage that's why there's like these weird angles where they shot behind her and it's probably not her yeah but I think the implication was, wasn't it that, cause I just rewatched it, but I don't remember exactly. It wasn't the implication that she gave the rest of her strength to Ben. Yes. Or she that used was, the last of her strength to communicate to Ben and to, to, to bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ray healed him and then he turned. Yeah. They can heal people now. Right. They can well, heal each she other. Can. She can heal because she can heal, can heal a snake. They can heal each. Oh yeah. She healed the snake. Never mind. Yeah. They can heal whoever they want. What the absolute <laughs> F. Yeah, that, like I said, that, that last they movie, can it was fly just, now. it was a wild ride. It <laughs> was now. not one, like, yeah. I, I, I still, I, I haven't had the stomach to try to watch it again because I, I can't wrap it, it my head just, around. It was a lot of fan service. And, well, and, and also just like crapping film. on fans too because, it, the, so Palpatine's been a clone this whole time. When when was he cloned? Who was No, he wasn't cloned. He's just still alive. Yeah, he just no. didn't die. But but did he clone himself? Snoke, Snoke was So he cloned. survived the Death Star? Or they somehow and they brought him back to uh, see, that's fish. Just, that's ridiculous. Too. See that 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 part didn't make sense and, and I'm I'm not like super deep in the Star Wars fandom but like where Snoke came from didn't make sense to me. Like he just So kinda, he made Snoke to this like it, it it was the it was making you feel like this was a whole other thirty year plan of his that he'd been orchestrating, but there'd been no peep of him. Right, he just appeared the entire like all oh, boop there he is oh hey that, that's gonna be the answer that's what happened because there was always a question of what is Snoke's background and then they killed him and you're like well what what what's been the point of him being a sinister character and they're trying to answer it that way it just didn't work and then like a million ships show up and I mean where the hell did they build that fleet and who were all those people. On the Sith planet, like who are all, who are all the Sith people? How are they alive? Have you seen they, the planet? Didn't what are they ships, eating? Didn't those ships all come out of the ground? Like why are there? Why but are they there couldn't leave the planet by themselves. Them. Like where, who's this admiral guy? Where'd he come from? Well, and you know how the, the Death Star—they just could not get away from it. Every movie had its own sort of Death Star. Well, the last movie, well, every damn ship we make is going to have its own mini Death Star. Yeah. Come so on. now we gotta kill her. Now, now we gotta sacrifice ourselves to take them out. It's gotta gotta kill the whole fleet. The only people somehow Lando Calrissian knows horses? how to get there. Oh, horses. They brought horses through that Nexus crazy thing. They were like, yeah, you know what space. we're gonna do? We're gonna go bring around these stuff. You know, you could have brought more guns. <laughs> you could have brought more people. And what about the Asian chick that Finn kissed in the in the seven? Like, why why does she have like a line and a half? Yeah, why did she get sidelined? I th- I thought she was a decent character because her sister died for the cause, and you know I thought well her and Finn may have a thing because they, they went to the they went to space casino. Yeah, they the went world. they went and hated on space rich <laughs> people and space t- <laughs> set did free. you know Mark Mark Hamill was in that was in space casino. Was he really? He was the little leprechaun guy, the one that was feeding BB-8 full of coins. I thought that was uh, Warwick Dunn. I thought that was the guy who was one of the Ewoks. I heard that was Mark. No, no, no. Mark Hamill voiced that little CGI man, the little oh, leprechaun guy, because okay. it sounded like the Joker, and Mark Hamill did the <laughs> okay. Joker cartoon yeah. forever. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't my favorite. I mean, no. and I'm not a big star. I'm a Star Trek guy over a Star Wars guy, but yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't do great in my mind. 
Yeah. So like we, we were pushing through to, to finish it and we got to that movie. I was like, I, I, I felt like I was missing out on something. Like there were just, you were like a, a lot of questions were popping. I was like, what? this doesn't like, these are answering. These are creating more questions than they're answering. And it like, it had me scratching my head. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Now I, I had forgotten that Leia had died, but then like, they didn't really not Leia, the, um, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. And I get that. Like you can't go back and like rewrite the story, but like, it felt like there was no effort or thought put into it. Like, we're just going to have her just disappear. There was, well, the problem too, is there was no effort or thought put into that trilogy. There was no continuity. Like every movie was just approached separately. And then they would go look at the last one. Like, ah, how can we shoehorn this all together? So JJ's left with two disconnected movies trying to make them all work. And it just like, they didn't have, it wasn't like the, now we're in the world of the MCU, you know, where you just executed, of whatever, however long that was, 15-year plan of all these movies, and it came out beautifully. Like, that's what we expect now, and they just had three piecemeal movies that didn't really fit well together, and you tried to tried to make it all work with all this previous stuff it just didn't it just didn't go no yeah. it does it wouldn't work with the stand with the with the main story trilogy and that's that was the bad part of it was because ryan johnson's a good director he has good ideas but when you hand over the franchise he wrote and directed this the last jedi just like by himself he got handed the keys to the whole dang thing and then i mean i i'll thought there was a lot in that movie that I really liked. I mean, there was some stuff that was odd. I'm not sure why Yoda was crazy Yoda because he was crazy Yoda to test Luke in, in, you know, empire strikes back. I'm not sure why he was crazy Yoda to old Luke who knows he's not crazy Yoda anyway. So there was all sorts of like weird things that you can kind of nitpick on it, but it was, it was interesting and it made some really interesting choices, but but yeah, it was just like three different movies. It's just like you said, man. That they did not have a plan. They just are like, well, we got to start making more of these because we own this IP now. I think I know that we need to let this mercifully end for the listeners <laughs> that are left. But there was a fan theory, and I really wanted it to play out that Ray was actually Shmi Skywalker, was Anakin's mother. That and there was like this whole time travel element where Palpatine or Snoke, who and really they put, I think it was Snoke or another villain that they put in the place of this grand puppet master who had done all of these things across space and time and put all of these pieces in motion. And it made her in this tra- like, because Shmi Skywalker was a trash character in that it was like a bad actress and a bad execution and they didn't give her anything to do. And then she gets killed, you know? And it kind of made her into a tragic character that was this powerful Jedi in Ray that was then sent back in time and had Anakin. And it kind of made this big full circle loop of the whole thing. And it was an interesting idea. If it had been executed, it could have been kind of cool and, and really wrapped the thing all, all up into a, into a terrifying bundle, but it, they didn't do it. Instead it was, you're a Palpatine, this dude that's been dead. It was finished off. That'd be like that'd be like, oh, P.S. Qui Gon's alive, and sure, and his great granddaughter is going to come back and <laughs> rule <laughs> yeah. the empire. Yeah, yeah. 
Because, like, you know, in, 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 until we find out that Ray's and a Palpatine, we didn't know that Palpatine had any children. But no. he, he's got a granddaughter. Like, well, there's a generation missing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Well, and it, it was also the the mystery of who she was didn't factor large enough into the other two movies. I mean, her wanting to know and having this vague memory was a part of it. And Ben used it to manipulate her. But it didn't factor enough. Like, she wasn't finding out enough pieces. If she had found clues leading her towards that and people and you had a couple of clues from each movie that people are trying to piece together to see what's the reveal going to be in the third movie but that wasn't it it was just like a like a turd bomb dropped on everybody there you go deal with it because when he showed up in that trailer like when his voice was in there i'm like what he are laughed. we doing yeah, yeah. he laughed what at are the we end doing? i thought well i was kind of okay with it because i I thought, well, he's like the only interesting character left that they could process that's not dead or, or, you know, that they could somehow use like a, at first I thought it would be like a, a flashback or a hologram recording or, you know, something like that. I didn't know that he was actually going to have survived <laughs> the, the, not only survived the death star exploding, but the um the blue hell that flew out of that chamber or whatever after vader threw him over the ledge anyway how does he even we saw all the blue yeah anyway yeah so i i didn't i didn't mean to like spark that conversation that's like a whole nother episode or movie critique but yeah wait like i said (laughs) we we finished watching that and i was like that that was not the the wrap-up conclusion i was expecting and it it was unsatisfying yeah it was unsatisfying it felt kind of like hurried and not and i didn't want them to kiss that dude sucked well it was completely just convoluted yeah and i liked i like the i you know them kissing okay i can take or leave that but i did kind of like i I did kind of like the idea of them being more like a brother sister relationship or something like that. They genuinely loved each other and everything, but they didn't have to be romantically involved. But the kiss, I was like, okay, I can live with that. And then, <laughs> and then he dies and then he smirks and he, he disappears. <laughs> yeah. like, oh crap. All right. He was like, he was the most interesting character of the, of the new characters by far. And, and he, he did a good job. Adam driver did a good job playing Kylo Ren. Uh, he was but, kind of a he was kind of a whiny bee in that in the first movie, <laughs> right? He, I he mean, was. he was supposed to be, but it was yeah. it was obnoxious. All right, well, anyway, I, thanks, Spencer. Solid effort. I think with that, we'll wrap it up for this week on the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast. We will catch you guys later. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.